interrupt this transmission to bring you the following live broadcast. It's Wednesday. It's 6 p.m. It's the Big Sojo Show! It's the Brian Show! No, 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 no. It's the Think So Joe Show! No, it's the Brian I've got bad news. What? Attention, due to warnings from the Facebook police, there will be no naked men tonight. Sorry. Yeah, apparently they were, uh... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That sucks. I mean, it sucks for you. <laughs> hey, I mean, to be fair, you were just grating them out, grating them out, of, the, out of the blue after a while, too. Which is like, yeah. oh, there's an ass. Okay, here we go. Sure, here we go. Here's another one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You like my breath control there? Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. You held that note for a while there. Boom. He to be fair, he's he's been practicing. I'm a little out of practice. I've been out of this game for ten years. <laughs> uh, okay, me. eight years, but who's counting? Yeah, I've been um my band decided that I'm not just gonna be yelling. I'm gonna be singing, so I've been trying to do that and and then I'm joining a benefit if that's still going on. Um and I'm gonna sing on that that's gonna be fucking yeah weird. that's that's going on unfortunately i can't be there <laughs> dude you should cancel your fucking show i can't cancel my show or just have fucking scott take over for that uh, I, I think i think with all the recent events i uh, yeah i i but you know at the same time that person is telling me no do your show it's okay that you're not gonna make mine that person's a loser don't listen that to person them. is not a loser <laughs> um yeah no i i understand that uh with recent events yeah maybe it is something i should uh consider but we've talked about it and it's been decided that but i can give you guys a ride my show goes on so i don't know i can give you guys a ride though what time are you going on i don't know <laughs> i'll just give you guys a ride we'll figure it out whatever time you're going on and then if uh if you're ending early enough then yeah we could do i could do both i was like i want to go first like yeah right because i'm like i'm gonna be garbage so let me go you want to go first so that nobody else uh so that nobody's there when you play yeah basically pretty much yeah i haven't done an acoustic set by myself in like like an entire set how old am i i'm 31 so 10 years jeez yeah and even then, that wasn't really by myself. It was just I was the front man of the band. Karina's going to sit here and listen to me do acoustic sets every day. <laughs> she, 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 you know, she pretends to like it. You know. Touche. <laughs> well, that's what you do, you know. Stand by your man. <laughs> oh. Um, 
our uh, our thoughts are with the victims and their families in this mm-hmm. school shooting that Joe knows nothing about. This is the first. Uh, yeah, you 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 telling me prior to going on air is the first I've heard about it. I haven't had the TV on. I haven't been on the internet. I've been. That's like me. Like when we had that earthquake a couple years back, people were like, did you hear that? Did you feel that earthquake? I'm like, I thought Lily was just shaking the bed. <laughs> I thought she was just getting out of bed or coming into bed. I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah, right. it was at like one thirty in the afternoon, and at that time I was fucking like until ten o'clock in the morning, like. Like my fuck sessions would be from like midnight to ten in, in the in the morning. Like it was like, I miss those days. Which yeah, was part of my conversation yesterday. Last I've been night. I've been working on uh, you know I've been working on voiceover stuff and uh, I haven't paid any attention to TV, the internet, none of that shit. So I, I this is the first, but like literally almost every tw- uh, Twitter trending topic right now is uh, uh, aside from Valentine's Day is about that. <laughs> hey, can we talk about we, Valentine's Day massacre? I guess. Let's talk about part that. Part two. Part two, I guess. This is a, well, I guess oh, part, part three. three. Yeah. <laughs> one's a wrestling pay-per-view, one's lots of deaths. Yeah. <laughs> one is Steve Austin getting thrown through a cage onto yes. the outside by Paul White. Yes. Boom. Uh yeah. Um can I talk about the number three non promoted trending topic in the US right now? Is this dude's name? Mm. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say his fucking name because fuck this guy. Why are we giving 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 him well, attention? Well, here's the problem: is social media so it, the problem with most social media is the way it works is it just goes off of the per- people's names. It goes off whatever the trending topic is. So if everybody is talking about, you know, like when Tom Petty died, it was Tom Petty was in there. Sure, like that's the problem. Like hashtag Tom Petty, whatever that shit is. So the problem is, is when you want to use social media as news this is what happens because mm-hmm. and do you want like my biggest issue is like i don't think trending topics if you want to have news then you should have like news bullet points but don't and like a new section like facebook should have a new section twitter a new section and in twitter section should just be hey you want the news well here's msnbc's uh mm-hmm. uh twitter feed and and here's mm-hmm. fox's twitter feed and sure and, and, you know, shit like that. But uh, I want my Twitter feed to be all from texts from last night, which uh, after last week's show, I actually submitted you to. What happened? You submitted it to... To uh, texts from last night. Have you heard of that? No. That is a website where uh, people submit texts that they got from people the night before. And I submitted a text I got from you. That I <laughs> okay. Part of the group chat with, uh, with, with, uh, with Mark. Okay. I'm, I'm game. <laughs> Uh, let me see if I can find this real quick. I don't think there was much. Uh... Let me see if I can find it. Scroll up here. <sighs> I'm so fucking drunk right now. This shirt is gray. Greasy. Great. Shit. This shit is great. I did it. So I submitted that to It hasn't shown up on their site yet, but I, I submitted uh, that to text from last oh, night. Man. <laughs> I'm going to go home tonight and have some fucking sangria, so... Yeah, I found this great vodka, Pinnacle Vodka. Like, because I went to my buddy Jack, and I was, uh, where was I? I was fucking somewhere. I can't remember where. Maybe it was the show. It was the show. We had the show Wednesday. Wednesday night. So, um, we're at the show, and right when we're packing up, Lily shoots me a message. She was taking a bath and goes, hey, Jack's going to go to the, the state store, which is the liquor store. Uh, in many places, it's called the state store. So, sure. Uh, if you want anything, let him know. So I said, so I shot out a message. I said, Hey, I really want some screwdrivers. Uh, can you get me, um, some, um, pineapple, uh, vodka? 
And he goes, yeah, sure, no problem. So Smirnoff has this pineapple vodka, which is only like 12 proof or something like that, or 15 proof. Like, there's, it's barely anything. Right. Uh, like, you put it in a freezer and it freezes. Now, good vodka doesn't freeze. But also, at the same time, it has actual pineapple juice in it. So I can understand that. Then, but he didn't get that. He went to Pinnacle and got Pinnacle um, pineapple-flavored vodka, which is 70 proof. Oh, 30, shit. 35, <laughs> 35. So, and I was, like, really hurting. So I'm like, oh, I'll just do 50-50, like I normally do. Oh, my God. And, it, like, I had two I had two of them. And I was like, man, this is fucking good. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want any more orange juice, but I still want to get drunk. Okay. So I just started taking shots of it. Good, damn. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to stand while I'm taking these shots. And I don't want to be that guy that has just a bottle of liquor in front of him. So I just put it, the whole thing in the glass that I was drinking at. <laughs> I had about half of the fucking bottle of vodka to myself in now, about a two-hour period. If you listened to last week's show, we had XM Priory on, and Nick drank an entire bottle of wild turkey. I win. And, and so Brian <laughs> decided that he also wanted to be drunk. Well, that, that was the story you were given. Uh, you were given Mark and I in the in the, the group chat. We well, have. well, like I didn't want to get drunk. I just you know, I just try to handle my pain, and I don't. And, and my thing is, is I don't. I come from a family of addicts, so right. Um, like my grandfather, he just worked his whole life, and that's that's what that was his addiction. He worked nonstop. Sure. My father's was the complete opposite. It was cocaine. So, um, my mom has a bit of a drinking problem, and so when she does drink, she doesn't really stop. So, um, it's not really a problem, because she, she, she doesn't think she's an alcoholic, but she also doesn't drink all the time. Sure. Um, I, on the other hand, um, I am an addict of almost anything. Like, I am an, I have ruined relationships because of music. I'm just, I'm addicted to it. So, I'm addicted to being on stage, I'm addicted to creating music, and stuff like that, so... And then, um, so it, it, cause it's not the, it's not the drug. It's how, what happens to me in, in my brain chemically and the drug has nothing to do with that. So, um, I really stay away from opiates and, and too much marijuana and, and I actually don't do, I don't smoke marijuana. All I do is take edibles because edibles are harder to find. Mm-hmm. So I've set it up. So it's actually harder to get high for myself. And the same thing with alcohols. I don't actually really like alcohol. Uh, I'm allergic to most hops. So uh, I've never tried gluten-free beer. I should really try that. But um, my basis is is, uh, is allergic to gluten. And he'll still eat pizza and shit. But he's he's like me. We're allergic. But we're like, uh, but I'm not giving up pizza and fried foods. So. <laughs> um, uh, it's okay. I'm just going to shit my brains out for two days. I don't care. But um, so. But when it comes to like, I'm in so much pain, it's time to just not be in pain for a day. So and that's and that's what it was. It was just like and and I haven't had anything to uh I hadn't I hadn't had anything to drink until Saturday, which we'll get into cuz um I want to sort of rant a little bit. Sure. Um uh, about Rapids Theater and <laughs> and the bands and shit. But yeah, so I didn't really so that was Wednesday and I didn't drink Thursday, Friday. And then Saturday night was it was sort of forced upon me because I was in so much pain. Lily's just like, let me just let me just make this for you and, and sure. give it to you. And then it was like, what else do you want? Because like uh, we got mudslide, like it's called like Chi Chi's mudslide mix. So all you have to do is mix um, uh, ice cubes with it. And uh, so um, I didn't I didn't actually try that. 
but Lily had it yesterday and she said it was really good. So <laughs> apparently it's it's like thirty proof with um with rum already in it. So I think the night I met you, I had brought a cheesecake, and like you got you and your bandmates all were like, no, it's got gluten. You know. <laughs> well, I don't like cheesecake. Okay, but. Yeah, the joke was in that was Scarlet Embrace, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the thing with Scarlet Embrace is uh, Jen, the lead singer, is very allergic to gluten. Right. So, um, so what was going on was, and if someone else is like, and she was she was dating Phil or married to whatever, right? She was in a relationship with the bassist Phil. Sure. And the thing with that was, is he can't eat gluten, and then kiss her because just that could be bad for her. So, um, so he wasn't getting, he wasn't doing it. Um, me and Mike, we, uh, Mike Miller, we're not, at the time, I didn't think I was allergic to gluten or anything like that. I just didn't, um, um, I, I just don't like cheesecake. And, but we always made fun of it. We're like, you know, like I still, I just the other day, um, I went through an old hard drive I have and I have all the old Scarlet Embrace demos and stuff that I had, most of it I had written. Like, it's right. just demos of me playing it and, and really bad, like, electronic drums, because I didn't have any programs at the time. But it's just really funny, because it's just, like, one's called, like, the gluten-free mix, <laughs> and shit like that, and um, and uh, later on, it turned into expiration data known for Lost Elysium, but it was called uh, uh, the gluten intolerant, uh, the gluten will kill you, you intolerant fuck, and then, <laughs> and, and then we turned it to Redux, I think it was called Redux in Scarlet Embrace, and then it was turned to Expiration Data Known. Um, that's one of those songs that actually um, went through the most the most changes. Because um, you always you always hear about bands going like, oh, yeah, you know, we changed this so much, and it changed so much in the studio and the live, and blah blah blah. And like, it's never really happened to me that much. But I think I think the problem is is you never I've never really been in a band where everyone's like, let's let's really take this apart and see if this is like the best it can be, and and then put it back together and. Um, but that song, and I mean, that song and 39 Lives and Lost Listening probably were the most. Because 39 Lives, it was funny because when it was first in, um, what's the fuck's it called? Uh, when, when I was in Scarlet Embrace, it was more of a flamenco type. It was like P.O.D. with flamenco guitars. Like, like, and they just fucking hated it. Like, Phil fucking hated it. Um... So then I changed it and changed it and changed it. And in Scarlet Embrace, I was the guitarist. So, and no matter what people want to say, I was really the songwriter of the band because I was bringing the guitar part in and everything was around it. When someone said, well, I don't really like that part, they wouldn't add anything to it. They're just like, I don't like it. And then I'd go home and change it and bring it back. And after like six months, they were like, yeah. So like, I still have the, um, the original, um, Johnny mixes because I actually mixed an entire, um, we, we recorded an entire second album with Johnny for, um, for whatchamacallit, for, uh, Scarlet Embrace, which was 39 Lives, Expiration Data Known, On Your Own, No Compromise, and, uh, No One Wins, but it was like a faster medley version of No One Wins. So, and out of all those, the two that Ashley grabbed onto was no compromise and on your own. So those didn't change. Everything else changed when Ashley joined the band, but those two, and those were the two most put together songs. I would say that's why, 
That's why when we came up with the sampler CD originally, it was those two songs and an acoustic song. I was always proud of my, excuse me, my mixing and mastering because I put it next, because it was included with Johnny's mixes. Excuse me, damn it. And um, people couldn't really tell there was in two different studios. It said like the Music Lab and then Seventh Sun Studios. But uh, actually, I think it was um, BDC Studios. Uh, it was after my kids, Brianna, Dylan, and Christian. Uh, I was Brandon, Dylan, Christian. Now Christian likes to be called Daniel, and Brandon's now Brianna, so that's a bit confusing. But <laughs> so I stuck to Seventh Son. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. I don't know. It, it's just one of those things I, I just found funny. But yeah, when it come, to go all the way back to uh, your your gluten thing, I just don't <laughs> like cheesecake. I'm I'm I. I know it's a roundabout way of saying it, but I hate cheesecake. Yeah. That's very similar. God, he's not going to do that. I want... He the... m- he might. There's a chance. He said there's a chance he might do Albuquerque on this tour. If he fucking does Albuquerque. Because it's an original. It's not a co- I, it's not a parody. I know, but it's so long. Yeah. Like, just the memory alone. Like, unless he's... Like, it'd be even better if, like, he adds, he adds a verse or he just stops a verse and then completely changes it and just talks about the city he's in. So uh, a funny, a funny thing. Someone told um, the lead singer of POD that they were playing Rapids Theater. Mm-hmm. He took that as Grand Rapids, Michigan. Are you kidding? Yeah. So he, so he kept saying Grand Rapids. We've never played Grand Rapids before. I'm like, yes, you have, because I've watched your tour dates. You've played Grand Rapids many a time. So it was. I just felt so bad for. Him. And the worst part was, is like he's on the side <laughs> of the stage watching in this moment, and Maria Brinks is like Niagara Falls Rapids Theater. And you can just see every time she says, he's like, oh, shit, I fucked that up. <laughs> and he'd be like, Grand Rapids, and the whole audience is like, yeah, what? <laughs> uh, people in Niagara Falls don't know it any better. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm awake because uh, I, I, I got Chinese food literally right before I came here. So ah. I spent way too much money because I didn't know it was Valentine's Day. I knew it was. <laughs> it's, it's ironic because I had Valentine's Day. I... It was like 11.45 last night. I'm like, okay, at 12 o'clock, I'm going to wish Lily a happy Valentine's Day. And then we get upstairs, and we have this we have this not fun conversation, which we have sometimes. And it's it, a lot of it just had to do with, with my mental state, and it's ruining our relationship and stuff like that. But, um, which is, it's, it's, I'll tell you this. It really sucks being in a relationship with someone who's smart and strong. And they're right all the time. It's just so fucking obnoxious. Like my, my, uh, I've never really had arguments with people I've I've, I've dated because, um, well, they they didn't really last very long. Um, for the exception of like my relationship in between Lily and my wife, and the way that relationship worked is she did whatever I said and shut the fuck up, and we absolutely love that relationship. So. She always wanted to be like a 1950s housewife, so that was great. But she couldn't cook for fucking shit, so that was the one thing. But um, with my ex, with my ex-wife, she tr- she tried like, you know, you know, they're not a, a good person when they keep track of things when they have like a list, like, like oh, when was the last time I did something like that? Oh, uh, it was uh last Tuesday at three forty-five. Like, oh my god. <laughs> so um, and so what happened? <laughs> So when it comes to someone like that, you're like, well, you know, you could argue with them because it's like, just because you think that's what I was doing, that's not what I thought I was doing. That's not my frame of thought. 
Now the problem with Lily is she's just she's right all the fucking time. So it's just like you're she's like, Brian, you're not a piece of shit, but you gotta get better at this and you know, you gotta do you gotta do this and why, you know. It's we pretty much I, I turn the television into the when this when the te television is on, we don't talk to each other. And the problem with that is, is, you know, our relationship was built on communication. I mean, the first three days I met her, we were up for 20 hours each day just talking, just just talking about shit. And now it's, it, you know, it's we're just about seven years. So I understand the whole seven year itch thing. It doesn't really work in poly. Like, that's the funny <laughs> thing. So. um, But um, it's it's just really fucked up, like the conversation we had. And then and then, you know, afterwards, it's fucked. So. <laughs> Cause that's that's how things work. But um, this is a day in the life of Brian. This is the day in the life of Brian. I've I've been really fucking depressed for the past like six or eight months, and and it's not this depression where like I want to kill myself. And it's weird because la last time I felt like this, I was like fifteen. So um, but I don't want to die, and I don't want to kill myself. I just don't want to live. And when I say I don't want to live, I don't want to. Do what I need to do in the day. Like, that's all. Gotcha. So, um, the hardest part of it is, um, I'm in this new band. I'm in this band with some really great fucking people. And sometimes I just, I don't even want to get out of bed till I go to a band practice. And it sucks because it has nothing to do with them. Like, in Lost Elysium and Scarlet Embrace and almost every other band, like, there's times where I'm just like, I don't want to go. I don't want to deal with the bitching. I know how I'm going to feel at the end, and I don't want to feel like that, and mm -hmm. I just want to stay home. And But this was like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave the comfort of my bedroom to have the world smack me in the face. And not smack me in the face in a good way, or in a bad way. Just, I don't want to have to, it's almost like going through a portal and going like, now it's time to do stuff. And and it's hard, and, and so, and it's just, it's bled into it's bled into my relationship and, you know, for a very long period of time because I was, I was, I was depressed when I was in Lost Elysium, but it got even worse when I left Lost Elysium only because I was mourning something that could have been so much more. And, um, and then what I thought was I'll just, you know, again, I, I left and I've said this many a times. I left Lost Elysium thinking I'm never going to be in another band. Like, that's it. My music career's over. I'm going to try doing the studio and put everything into that in my YouTube channel. And and the way I thought it was, I'm like, I left in, in early July and I was like, okay, I'm going to take a couple of months and, and breathe and stuff like that. And then by mid-August, I had joined Breaking Solace <laughs> in this great thing. We're playing them a little later on in the yeah, show. <laughs> yeah, so, and I'm still in the band. I want everyone to understand yeah. this. I'm still in the band. I'm it's just what's hard is I look at a lot of my instruments and look at my studio and go, I don't want to do it. And it's so hard um, for someone who's so artistic, who all I want to do is create my entire life to go, I don't want to create right now for all the wrong reasons. It's not mm -hmm. like I don't want to create right now because I'm tired or because even when I'm tired, I want to create. I just don't want to create because I don't want to. I don't want to put that much effort into anything at the moment. So it was just, and that was the problem with my relationship is so I have days like that. I don't, I don't have like time periods like that, but I have days like that where I'm just, or, or like days at a time, you know what I mean? But not, not, not as long as you're, you're dealing with, but I understand like, you know, like uh, I don't feel like doing shit today. And like with, with me, it's always like, I have to do shit. I have clients. I have to make money. You know? Well, and like, that's the thing. And it's like, I, and I, 
I try not to use anything as a crutch, but like there are some times where it's like, thank God I have the radio show because it's making me get out, get sure. up and do stuff. And then other times I'm like, God damn it, I have other stuff I got to do. Yeah, right. When I'm actually <laughs> like, like I have not like tried to book a show in like two weeks, which is not good for the band because now everyone's just like, hey, so have you booked, have you finished booking May? Because I want to talk to my, my, my bosses, my jobs, yeah, right. let everyone know. And I'm like, no, I'm still working on like two dates in April <laughs> that are just taking so fucking long. Because the rule in rock and roll is if you're not a big band, the rule in rock and roll is either you they're booked they only book a month in advance or they book six months in advance. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to book like four months in advance because I started in December and everyone's just like, Oh yeah, we gotta wait till it's closer and then others are just like, Nah, it's already booked up. Like I, I tried booking this great place in Portland, Maine, and they're like, Yeah, we're booked eight months in advance right now. I'm like, what the fuck? Who, what fucking local band just like, I want this in eight months. It's <laughs> September. We still need to We still need to figure out uh, the thing that we want to do in October. We need to get a hold of uh, the bands that are involved there and, and figure. Uh, they don't want to play shows with me anymore. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not true. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I think, I, I think my biggest problem is, is I have, because I'm also autistic, it's, it's very different and it's not you know most most autistic people aren't like they're just i'm very different from a lot of autistic people in a lot of ways and then also i'm also in constant pain so that's always not fun either so just trying to get all of that through like it's it's like just like i haven't had a a good night's sleep in like a month and it's, and when I say good night's sleep, I mean, I'm like waking up every hour. I'm up for 45 minutes to an hour, go to sleep for another hour. And my whole sleep, I'm still waking up often. It's, I don't know. It just, it sucks. So it's just trying to take care of all of this stuff. And, um, believe me, dude, I know about not getting a good night's sleep. Yeah. It's like, but, and then you put it all together and you're like, God damn it. It's just like, I just, I, you know, I want to take drugs and like, it's like, oh God, heroin <laughs> sounds so good right now. And I got home Monday and I was like, I need to sleep. And I, I slept for, I, I couldn't fall asleep. And then when I did fall asleep, I slept for an hour and a half. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I was up and it's like, all right, I got work to do. I guess I'm going in the studio now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And, like, and that's how it goes. Like, because I'm working really hard on trying to do two, two bands at once. And when I say that, I'm trying to be breaking solace on my solo project. Um, silence the cynic and i have so many great ideas for songs for silence the cynic and i've been creating stuff and um lily and i wrote a song like a year and a half ago it's called um oh my god i can't fucking remember the name of the song it's something love song un undiscovered love song or something like that but um it's it's a really cool song. It's very different. It's very like 80s Depeche Mode with weird heroin Trent Reznor stuff. <laughs> um, and she like went to me yesterday and she's like, you know, I'd really love to do that with you and work with you. And my problem is, is like, I need to be in such a good mood to work with people because in LE and, and, and other bands, I never had to work with anybody. It was like, it was, I, I pretty much created a song and I, and we worked around that, what I wrote for the most part. So, um, and now it's just like, oh, I want to work with you. And I'm like, well, I've got this other EP that's going on and I've already got three songs sort of in the can. I just haven't mixed or mastered it. 
Um, one of them needs drums. Uh, I'm just waiting for my drummer to be better and stuff like that. But right. I'm just like, I gotta fucking, and I'm like, this is great. And at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to fucking work on anything. How did you not catch that? <laughs> uh, I was eating Chinese food when he sent it to me. Ah, uh, okay. So I was just, <laughs> and I was running to do I errands. looked at it, I'm like, no, wait, that's a week from now. That's not when that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> So March twenty first. March twenty first. So uh, so so tell us about March twenty first, uh, which makes me feel better for not having the flyers by uh, by now. <laughs> yeah, uh, March twenty first. Uh, we are going to be doing a very special uh, episode of the Think So Joe Show. When I say special, I mean I have no idea what we're doing yet. Either <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll either we're going to broadcast live at a special start date of around seven o'clock. Sure. Or. We are going to record it and not have an actual live show, and then we'll post that stuff on the All Western New York Radio um, uh, website or something. We'll figure it out, and then we'll get to uh, we'll figure it out before we get around to that date, and we'll figure out what we're gonna do. But it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a special acoustic show at Francesca's um, in South Buffalo, right on Seneca Street. It's like really easy to get to because it's pretty much right off the one ninety, and then you, pretty much yeah, and um. The the cool thing with it is, is someone went to me, uh, it's someone I actually met at Rappus Theater that I work with, and he goes, hey, I'm trying to help a body out, and I'm trying to get these guys more more business, and I also want to um, showcase local talent, and, and have everybody work with each other, not not have it pure business but you know not not all about the venue and all about the business and and, and not all about the bands and stuff like sure. that, like it, it's very, uh, it's very symbiotic relationship. And I'm like, well, and he offered like this tremendous amount of money that I thought was crazy. Right. For just my band to come in and play. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Which, because if people, if, if people don't know me, I am the type of person that I don't want to get paid like, excuse me, I don't want to get paid like $500 to play a two hour show because um, they're never going to make their money back on that. So, and the whole thing. So the way I set it up was it's going to be much cheaper. Then you're going to have two bands. Um, it's a free show as long as you get a flyer mm-hmm. from the bands will have the flyers and then all West New York radio will have flyers at their shows and stuff like that. Uh, I will help pay for all of that, Joe. Um, if not pay for all of it, God, I'm so broke. Um, but it's going to be of night and light and then breaking solace, 45 minute sets, acoustic show. And when I say acoustic, I mean, there's going to be a drum set there. There's going to be acoustic guitars and shit like that. But at the same time, it's um, we're we're breaking stuff down. It's like the full for at least for breaking solos, where we're gonna be playing the full songs with solos and shit like that. But the solos are gonna be a little bit different because it's a fucking acoustic guitar. What are you, a piece of shit? <laughs> but um, but we're trying to help Francesca's out. We want to get them more business. I mean, they got pizza, they got wings, they got stuff like that, and you, they got they got a nice bar there. I'm gonna try getting XM Priory to at least show up, but um. I have loved the of night and light guys, and I, I can't say this enough. I um, I always try. I, help. I'm really happy. I have them May nineteenth at a good bar. Yeah, and I have them. Um, what I do is when I book shows locally, and I try to get local bands that work their asses off. You, they may not have the greatest, um, following yet, but that you could see that they work their ass off in promoting shows. And their musicianship, their live shows, and stuff like that. And I booked them for my last headlining show um, 
with Lost Elysium. If no one's ever, if no one knows this, every headlining show Lost Elysium ever had, I booked all the bands. So uh, we did one in uh, Mohawk Place, and I wanted Twin Lions to play there. I did one with Breath of the Valkyrie, one with Stalking Neptune, one mm-hmm. with whoever Stalking Neptune was before. I can't remember their name, but they had the female lead singer, and it was parts of that band. Um, and then the last one was Of Night and Light and God's Creatures. Um, now, with Of Night and Light, I'd only heard their music. I'd never seen them live, but their mm-hmm. music was so, so produced well. It was written so well, and I'm like... the and. And I saw that they were just starting to really start making waves. And I saw people talking about them that weren't in the band, which is always a good sign. Yeah, for sure. So, um, for sure. So, and then I saw them and I was just, I was just so amazed at how good they were. And, and I'm, I love bands where I'll, I'll watch a band live and go, I wish I was in that band. Mm-hmm. And, um, another band like that is Twin Lions. Another band like that was Stalking Neptune. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot just bands like that and so i saw when i saw night and light i'm like i want to be in there and then talking to the guys they were so easy to talk to you they were so nice which for most bands there's always a couple of guys that are like they don't want to talk to people which which is fine i've never met them in person but i've been uh, you know i've been talking to cameron and yeah just like seems like a really really like down-to-earth guy yeah yeah cameron's cameron's the man that's who i've been talking really to too. you know he he sent me i mean you sent me a logo that they sent you he sent me a different logo because oh, it's okay. like this one will look better Okay, and cool. so like that's the one that's going on the flyer. Um, okay, cool. But they, you know, they they reached out to me for that, and it, which was great because it's like good because I needed a good logo for the uh, May nineteenth flyer with you guys. Yeah, there you go. Um, they, so they know that you're putting this on, right? The show. Yeah, I, yeah. Apparently they do. <laughs> okay, good. I can't remember if I told them. I don't uh, know. I mean, because they reached out to me and they're like, "Oh, Brian got a hold of us about this," and like, "Okay, yeah, cool. That's yeah, I, I'm I'm in on that." So yeah. Uh, so this is a song. By of Night and Light from the album of Night and Light, and it's called, can you guess? Of Night, of and, Night Light. and Light. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, here it goes on the Think So Joe show, all WNY radio. <laughs> Any second, there it is. There it is.
night and light on the Think So Joe show. Welcome back. Love that fucking band. They are so good, man. Someone telling me they sound like the Deftones. Like they have style, the yeah, Deftones. I can see it a little. It's just funny because my thing is, is like I don't really like the Deftones. Right. I try to really like the Deftones. I wrote a, like I listened to like three or four of their songs, and then I wrote a yeah. song that was so Deftonesy. I was like, I can't play this live, and they're like, Why? And I'm like, Because I can't connect to it because it sounds like a, another band so much. Right. <laughs> but um, I uh, I want to talk about uh, the Scarecrow show. Okay, let's talk about the Scarecrow Show. We're talking about bands that are just really fucking good. And the Scarecrow Show just played for us on uh, Saturday at the uh, Black and Hard Ball, along with uh, Dreadnecks and Final Decline. Um, And holy crap, how good is that band? You've seen them. No, you haven't. haven't. Oh my goodness. Well, we're going to have to change that. Yeah, well, I keep wanting to go, and then they keep canceling shows because of the fucking winter. Yeah, well, they made it out this week, and uh, holy crap, man, those guys are so good. I've seen them before. I went to a show. Uh, it was a Wednesday night show. It was right after this podcast, and we had played uh, we had played the band This on that episode. Uh, so it was This of Night and Light. Um, it was either the Hovel, I think it was the Hovelists, and uh, some band from like West Virginia. And the only person that was in the venue, besides like the staff of the venue and the people that came with the bands and the bands, was me. Hmm. And like, holy crap, the Scarecrow show were so good, and then I booked them for uh, this... Well, actually, they um, they replaced a band on this last show. Ironically, Wyatt Coyne, who we're playing tonight. Um, but they replaced a band on this show, and holy shit, are these guys good. Like, they're the kind of band that makes you want to sell your instruments because you're never going to be that good. And, like... That's how Dewey from the Dreadnecks makes me feel. <laughs> I mean, uh, Devin. Devin, whatever. Devin. Dewey's and Wyatt Coin. See, there's too many fucking D's. <laughs> too many D's. I'm just bad. Like, I'm just, I'm just like, I don't know. I've never known any Eric's but one Eric my entire life. And now I've got like three or four of them that I'm like, <laughs> one's my tattoo artist. One's my bassist. One's my boss. And then like, there's one other guy I'm talking to because he's in a band. And I'm trying to book the band. And it's like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like. My entire life, never knew any Eric's. Now I know fucking four of them and just talking nonstop. I'm like, oh my god. I, I've known some Eric's, but the, the one that I'm in most contact with now is the uh, guitar player for Janie Crash and the Tall Men. Yeah. Who are another incredible fucking band. Yeah, because you were like, hey, can anybody replace so-and-so and come to this gig? <laughs> Was that the Black and Heart Ball? Uh, we didn't... I, I didn't ask for anybody to replace anybody. I actually, uh, to their credit... Uh, Tokyo Monsters reached out to me, um, but unfortunately, we're not able to do it. <laughs> and and believe me, if wait, they if, reached out. Okay, so, well, uh, hey Joe, we'd love them, to do it. We can't have a nice day. <laughs> ba- no, that was basically it. Like I got a message, like, hey, do you need an extra band? Shit, my guitar, my uh, singer can't do it. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> well, the no problem. The important parts. So. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you guys reaching out and. and uh, Tokyo Monsters is another incredible band around here. Yeah. Yes, and, uh, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them again soon. Very soon. Yeah. So Every, every like, two weeks you have them on a gig. Um, they're your new XM Pride. They're right? my new XM Pride. No, I, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I have them on any upcoming shows <laughs> as oh, of right now. I know they're playing, um, I think, the Stamps in, like, a week or two or something like that. I did two shows back-to-back with them because they did uh, New Year's Eve and then they did my January show. Um but uh and and they were awesome both times 
of course, you know, I only book awesome bands. <laughs> now. Now. <laughs> nice. We won't get into it. We won't talk about that. <laughs> well, I mean... when it Most of the bands that were booked for that show were awesome. Well, when it, com- <laughs> when it comes to booking bands, like, I have this... I had this rule, and... Which is, like... You book one or two... Uh, main national acts a month, right? Mm-hmm. So then what you do is you book like a Friday and a Saturday show with a good drawing headlining local and you make it known that they're the headlining local. Like their name is bigger than everybody else's. Like an evening with and then with special guests and then you have sure. and then you have three other locals. Sure. And then those three other locals are still trying to build their following, but they've proven that they're really good. And then what you do is you usually do like a Thursday show. And the Thursday show is those smaller bands sort of headlining, or you don't actually have a headliner on those shows, but it's again, you have three or four bands. Um, and it, sh- it should also it should also graduate. So on a Thursday show, it should be like $5. Friday show should be $7. Saturday show could be $10. Somebody actually had posted that on, on Facebook. What, uh, what do you charge for a four-band bill? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I think I've found a good balance with the five advanced seven doors or for like a bigger show, like a, like the anniversary show is going to be seven advanced yeah. ten doors. Um, yeah, I think that's like I think that's a good that's good. And then you have and it depends on the nationals you have, but like a national for like a lot of the venues around here shouldn't be more than like 15 to 20 dollars door. Like I understand 15 presale, 20 at the door. For like someone like Saliva, I can understand. Sure, but like I think it was like forty five dollars for Marilyn Manson, and that was Rapids Theater, and yeah. I just I couldn't even, I can't I couldn't fathom spending forty five dollars to see him, especially because we saw him for what like fifteen bucks or ten dollars with Alice Cooper. Yeah, it, it was any it was somewhere from like ten to I think I think it was like ten bucks. Yeah, and then it was twenty five dollars when I saw him with Rob Zombie in in fucking. Uh, Rochester the year prior. I've seen Manson at a couple of arena shows. I've, uh, I saw Manson for free. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like the ticket was free. It was like I got to go for free because I drove. Oh, okay. Um, you drove? Yeah. I drove that. That show was in Toronto that I went to see Manson at. So that's how long ago it was because I didn't need an enhanced ID to get across. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went to we went to Toronto. We saw Manson with Slayer. Ugh. Uh. Yeah, we missed most of Slayer, but that was Good map. That's MapQuest's fault. Fucking MapQuest. So speaking of Manson, <laughs> go ahead. So go ahead. Speak of Manson. I've seen videos from this show, and I'm sitting here like, yeah, this is exactly why I didn't want to go. So there's, I don't know how much I'm supposed to be. I'm I'm allowed to say because I I work. Nobody listens to this show. Yeah, I work. Well, I work behind the scenes with Rapids. So and since we work with Rapids. This is true, but um, <laughs> Scott uh, Scott's not even online to like cut you off if you <laughs> if you say too much. Yeah, I don't know. So well, let me fucking tell you. No, um, I did a back I did a back to back shows. Um, which was uh, Friday show was Marilyn Manson, um, and then with a with uh, Amazonica Amazonica, which was a fucking DJ, a from a female DJ from. England from London. She said she was from London. Uh, her accent didn't sound like London. Sound like Bork, uh, Yorkshire, but um, 
Yes, I can tell the difference sometimes. Um, and then the other one, I know you were like thinking that too. I'm just like, hey, I got, if you I, can do that, that's good. That's I good a, for you. I have man. a buddy from Yorkshire. Okay. So, and, cool. he, and he was telling me, he's like, no, there's a difference. And then he was actually like, play me shit on YouTube. I'm like, oh, wow, I can sort of hear a difference. Yeah. Um, there's sure. definitely a difference. I, I, I personally wouldn't know. I like hearing like, your accent and then my accent, people can tell that we're, we're not actually from the same place. Sure. So you're from here your whole life. I'm from New York City slash Long Island. Right. But, um, the other, th and then the next band, the next show was, uh, Dead. Oh God, so many fucking bands. Uh, Dead, New Year's Day, uh, P.O.D. and In This Moment. I mm -hmm. did it. Um, you did. So, we had to get to Marilyn Manson at nine o'clock, and his his show is he like he has so much fucking shit. The guns that fell on him are lower now. <laughs> his, his crew told us and all his crew did was blame the local crew They're like oh it fell over because the local crew i'm like of course you're gonna blame the fucking local crew uh -huh. you guys don't want to get in trouble so everybody was depressed mm -hmm. nobody fucking wanted to be here um i can't call you right now so or answer you right now <laughs> but um but they uh everybody was like I'm like, hey, is there anything I can help you with? Yeah, can you help void the contract and get us the fuck out of here? <laughs> Damn, shit, that like, bad. Yeah, everyone was fucking oh, depressed. Man. Everyone was pissed. The rule was when uh, when Marilyn Manson came down because he did his VIP meet and greet, and he did that uh, on the, the level, like the pit level. Mm -hmm. And the rule was when you see him coming, do not look at him, and then you must vacate the area. Damn. So we, and they originally said, get out we don't want you in the building and we're like what the fuck do you want us to do like especially because like half the crew fucking walked because mm -hmm. a lot of the crews from niagara falls so they sure. all fucking walk there yeah and i'm like um and i'm like what what the fuck so they karina, karina says she wanted to be there yeah well what ended up happening was uh our our stage manager goes no we're gonna go up in the fucking the balcony and we're gonna hang out in the balcony but they they specifically said do not Look at him. Mm -hmm. Don't look at him. Blah blah blah. Like, oh, what the fuck? I like, it's fucking Marilyn Manson. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, right. And then I said to the the tour manager, actually had the balls to look directly at me because I was the only one wearing like a heavy metal t shirt. And he goes, he doesn't want you know, he doesn't want to have conversations and say anything. And I said, you know, if I need to talk to Brian, I'll talk to Brian. <laughs> And he fucking looked like he saw a ghost. <laughs> I bet. Like, he was like, what the... F it's like, dude, fucking relax. So, <laughs> he did it. He did his VIP meet and greet. And then sure. we're up... And he took forever. He was supposed to be there at, like, 4 o'clock for the meet and greet. Mm -hmm. He didn't show up till, like, a quarter to fucking 5. Doors are supposed to open at 5. So, at, like, 5.15, he's still doing the VIP. We're holding doors. People have been waiting out outside for, like, hours. Like, I freezing bet. their asses off. And they're like, um, so we're like, I can't come, I can't be up here anymore. And I go to my boss, I'm like, I gotta do all this other shit. And he goes, okay, go do, go do what you need to do. So I'm, I'm prepping the rest of the floor. We have the show, and halfway through the first fucking song, I see everybody, all the photographers leaving. And I go to security, I'm like, what's up? And he goes, oh, he doesn't like photographers. So they get one song, and then they gotta leave. Well, the funny thing about that was they had this um it's called like a kabuki which is really it's in the front uh in between the stage and the audience 
So it drops, and then you see the band. Well, the problem is, is they had all this fog. Mm-hmm. So then the kabuki was keeping it, so the fog was on that side of the on that side of the stage. Well, um, it dropped, and you couldn't see shit. Mm-hmm. So like every photo you see of that show <laughs> is like a minute of a fucking song. That's it. It's not even a full song. It's like a minute of a fucking song. And then security comes to me and goes, he doesn't want anybody on this this side of the stage because if you go if you go to Rapids Theater if you're looking at the stage on the left side there's this barrier there's a steel barrier and mm-hmm. then on on the other side of that it's it's a couple of VIP people and then mostly it's just the road crew it's it's or, or the, the the Rapids crew really sure hanging out watching sometimes um we'll have like um Amazonica was watching and shit like that and he go and he goes he doesn't want anybody there you all have to leave. You either have to get on the other side of the barricade with the sold-out crowd. Mm -hmm. So if anything goes wrong, I can't get to the stage in time or go outside. So I went to my car. I said, fuck this. I don't fucking blame you. I said, fuck this, and I went to my fucking car. Now, a couple of people stayed and stuff like that. Because what are they going to do? Like, really? What are they going to do? But I have this belief that, you know, I'm not just representing myself. I'm representing Rapids Theater. Especially because it's not this huge... It's not Darien Lake where it's like, you know, one, you know, it's just one bad apple. In in Rapids Theater, it's a single company. One bad apple does spoil a bunch. Sure. So I was like, well, you know, I want to represent Rapids as best as I can, this, that, and the other thing, blah, blah, blah. But I was so pissed. And then after the show, everybody is just like, everyone's like, let's get the fuck out of here. And it's not like the let's get out of here because we've been up for like fucking 18 hours. We got to work our asses up. No, it was like, let's get the fuck out of here. I don't want to fucking be here. Mm-hmm. and shit like that and then at the end of the show i'm talking to the lighting tech who's like the only nice person she was really nice and she's like yeah i got like two more shows and then i get to hang out in my bed for a couple of days and then i got a couple more shows and then we're done and i'm like well that, that's good to hear and and i'm like you know i just find it weird like every time i've seen manson it's usually like at least a five thousand five thousand capacity or more and she looks at me and she's like i haven't seen anywhere we haven't done any more than around 2000 capacity on this tour. So like his stock has fallen so fucking low when it's just a headlining show and he doesn't have anybody else with him. He's only doing like 2000 C places. I mean, but, but you've got me who has seen Marilyn Manson four times and has gone out of my way to see Manson because two of those shows, one was in Hamilton and one was in Toronto. Yeah. Like, and, and the other one, like I would have gone to Syracuse for if it, if it didn't get canceled in Syracuse and brought here. Yeah. But, uh, like, when this show was announced, I'm like, you know what? No, fuck this. It's going on sale the same day as, like, Weird Al and Kill Thrax. I'm going to those, not this. Kill Thrax. And, and not, you know, not because I've got to see this Weird Al show. And not because, you know, I've never seen Anthrax and i got to see Anthrax. It was because I just did not want to see Marilyn Manson on this tour. And that all stemmed from the incident you you mentioned earlier where he pulled down the stage, those guns on top of him. Yeah. And you watch that video and it starts like in the middle of sweet dreams. Yeah. And he sounds like shit. <laughs> and then he pulls the thing. And I'm like, you know what? No, like this is going to be one of those bad tours. Well, the amount I'll tell I'll tell you this, because this isn't really a, an insider thing. I mean, if you just listen carefully. Mm hmm. The amount of auto tune on his fucking voice, mm-hmm. I could like because he didn't do a sound check. Like the whole, the the crew did a sound check, and in my opinion, the 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 guitar techs, the drum techs, and stuff, they all sounded better doing "Beautiful People" than than Manson did than sure. than him and his him his band did. 
But then they did a sound check, and then they had a guy just, you know, after the sound check, uh, it was just a musical instrument check. Then they had a guy come in, and he was just like, check, check, check. And he's just like, okay, turn it on. It's like, jerk, jerk. like it was like it was like fucking Timbaland shit. God damn, I couldn't fucking believe but, it. But I've seen videos from this show because I was curious. I because I had seen like you had said something about you know Manson being an asshole and all this other shit. I was I'm so like, pissed. I'm like, uh, but that doesn't answer my question about how is the show. And so I I found somebody who had gone and I watched some videos and it's like, okay, I'm really fucking glad I didn't go to this show. Because this isn't, you know, like, I, you know, Manson fucked up is Manson, but this isn't the Manson that I'm used to with, you know, from, you know, way back in the mechanical animal days when I saw him. I saw, I saw him on Golden Age of Grotesque, man. I could die happy after that. After that, it was like, okay, well, like, what this, do you got? <laughs> I, this is my third time seeing him because I saw the first song and about, and I saw the last two songs because I had to come back inside to do my job. Sure. So the last two songs was one I don't remember the last the, the actual last one, but the second last was Beautiful People. And it's just like he's just like like he's just so out of fucking breath and it's like like dude calm the fuck on and just the shit that he just he was just so disrespectful to everybody and he's just I need this in my room, I need this in my room, I need this. I won't get it get into it. Like, he needed all the shit, and he was only in there for a fucking hour. He's been wanting to quit music since, like, Hollywood. Like you, And you could tell, yeah. like, Hollywood was the last thing where everything, I, for me, I, I believe, everything after Hollywood, which was John Five's baby, pretty much, everything after Hollywood is, he's just like, I'm Marilyn Manson. Like, it's not like... I'm, he rests on his laurels. Every album is essentially yeah. the same. I think, yeah, Hollywood and Golden Age of Grotesque were, like, his last couple of good albums. Um, I've enjoyed some of his albums, like, which is weird, because I like, um, you know, Eat Me, Drink Me, but I hate High End of Low. And they sound identical. And his, and his fucking <laughs> shirts, a shirt was fucking $45. Goddamn. A t-shirt was $45. A long sleeve t-shirt was $60. Jesus. 55 or $60. And then it was $70 for a fucking sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is fucking... Cr- He's not fucking Metallica. Right. Like, he had a bandana for $20. Metallica were selling for $25. Like, yeah, like, like, what the fuck? So, that show ends. They leave. Thank fucking God. And then I stayed. And I stayed to clean until 2.30. 2, 2.30. I didn't get home until 3.30 because... Because the the snow has been had been so bad, it's you you wound up going home after this. Yeah, like I was I was going to stay, but after uh, the debacle debacle with Karina, the other person I was with was like, "Well, we got to get someone else because what's the point of spending you know thirty dollars? Yeah, you know it's three hours of work. Like what the fuck? So yeah, no, I I understand that. So so it ended up being like, well, we all went home, and I was like, and everybody else fucking left. So it was me, one and two other people fucking cleaning the entire fucking place for in this moment. And in this moment's call time, the next day was ten o'clock, which means I have to leave my house at nine o'clock in the morning. Sure. So I didn't get home until three thirty, and I went to sleep at like three thirty eight or something like that. And then I was up by about 7.30, 8 o'clock, just getting... And it was probably like 7.30. Just I took like a quick fucking shower just to wake myself up. I had some coffee, which anybody knows me when Brian has coffee, you know he's fucking <laughs> shot. And my body just hadn't hadn't like fucking 
had recovered. So then we do in this moment, 10 o'clock. And I put, I didn't go on the internet at all. Cause I was just like, I have to, I'm too fucking angry. I don't want to sure. go shit. So I waited, sure. I waited until the morning of the, in this moment show, which was Saturday. And I'm like, fuck Marilyn Manson. And now I got in this moment POD <laughs> and I absolutely love POD. Yeah. And, and I'll get into a story about them in a minute. We're going to run long. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, um, all these people, by the time I drove from my house to Rapids, I go back on Facebook, and I had like 20 people going like, everyone everyone who's done Marilyn Manson fucking hates it. I did Marilyn Manson for a tour, and I almost walked off until... And yeah, I, I saw a lot of these comments, and then a lot of people were also telling you that Maria Brink was going to be a real sweetheart, and I had mentioned that Ash Costello from New Year's Day yeah. would be a real sweetheart, because I've, I've met her, and she's and, she's a wonderful human being. And like that's what everyone was saying. Like Everyone's like, oh, they're, these, these bands are so much nicer, and we know most of the road crew and stuff like that. Well, um, we went there. Road crews were so fucking nice. The bands were so... Maria was so nice. I was just... I was putting... Um, I was just grabbing a couple of bottles of water, like a couple of packages of water. So I had two on each shoulder and she's like, do you need any help with that? I'm like, no, you know, you're, you're, and I look at her and I go, my job is to make sure that you are ready for your job. And she goes, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And, and I was just like, for a moment there, I was like, I almost was going to give her a hug. Yeah. And I thought that'd just be really creepy, but she was really nice. Um, one of my favorite, uh, what is that? Nice. Um, Sent that to you okay. <laughs> and me. <laughs> so one of the um, uh, one of the things with POD is I'm a huge POD fan. I've I've been right. I've been a huge fan for a long time. Last time I saw them was on Uproar Fest, and they were headlining the second stage, and their and their direct support for that was was in this moment, and it was right after in this moment's album came out. So she was in like all the latex and stuff like that, and they had the they had the dancers and shit like that, which was really cool. Um, and then POD, I sang every fucking song except for South Towns because I don't like South Towns. <laughs> um, and Marcus Curiel, the the guitarist, he he has he wear he plays thick uh, thick picks, thick gauge picks, and he only uses like one every couple of songs. So sure. me, you'll see me. I'll throw I'll I'll be halfway done with a song and throw a pick away and get a new one. Sure. So, um, but he looks at me at the show points to me and then flicks his pick right at me and I catch it. And then at the end of the show, he takes his his actual um set list and carefully takes it off the monitors, hands it to the security guard and points to me and hands it to me. Which is cool. Well, I see him um I see him at the show and he's uh he's doing Snapchat with uh with Ash. Yeah. Like they're just hanging out and talking and shit. Sure. And um and uh, I just sort of, I was, I was eating, I was eating lunch and I was just sort of relaxing. I was just listening to the conversation. And one of the road crew for New Year's Day was talking about how, he, like, everyone's talking about how, how bad his feet smell. And like, you need new sneakers. He's like, my girlfriend dropped these off at the last tour stop, like mailed them to the last tour stop. And they're like, why does it smell so bad? He goes, well, I forgot socks. So I've been wearing the same socks for oh, five God. days. <laughs> so I go into my bag and in my bag, I always keep an extra pair of socks. So I handed him an extra pair of socks in front of Ash and Marcus. Sure. And he's just like, dude, are you serious? I go, yes, yeah, it's, it's yours, man. He's just like, and he's just like, that means so much. And like Ash and fucking Marcus were like, that's fucking killer. And that's cool, man. I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, man, we all got to stick together. I know what touring's like. You know, you can't just keep uh, getting new socks and shit like that. And sometimes you can't clean them. They're like, yeah. And asked about my band. So I told him 
And then fucking Marcus asked me for a guitar pick. I didn't have any guitar picks for Breaking oh, no. Solace. Which sort of sucked. Like, it would have been really nice. I, I handed my guitar pick to Marcus. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, his guitar tech later on asked um, asked if I had one. And at that point, I had gone to my car and I found a couple. Sure. So I handed him one. And then the guitar tech for In This Moment asked, too. Because I, I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, the band's played with Trivium and, and Theory of Dead Man and the set and the, the set and the other thing. And I'm like, yeah, I was on Billboard charts with my, my former band, Lost Elysium. So... And he's just like, yeah, I think I've heard of Lost Elysium. And he's like, I know I've definitely heard of Breaking Solace. I'm like, oh my god, so here's a mix. Yeah, right. <laughs> and shit like that. Um, but what was uh what was really cool is um at the end, uh, you know, we're we're breaking down, we're almost done. They were sleeping over in Niagara Falls that night. They were staying in their buses and and so they were pretty much just hanging out um at the end of the the show. And Marcus just walks by, and I'm like, hey, hey, Marcus, I just want to say it was a great show. Loved you in Uproar, and this is only the second time I've seen you because you don't you don't play Buffalo that much. And he goes, oh, thanks, man. And he digs into his fucking pocket and hands me the, the, the fucking pick he played the show with. And he's just like, yeah, I forgot to hand this to the fan, to throw this out to the fans. You want it. <laughs> and it's funny because his guitar tech comes to me afterwards. He's just like, Oh hey, um, I've been looking, I've been looking for you because everyone was telling me that you're a huge fan of POD and you fucking handled yourself the way, like uh, that we really appreciate. Right here you go, and he hands me a fucking set list. I was like, I'm like, what the fuck, man? So I got the set list from POD. I got fucking used pick from <laughs> POD still. The Marilyn Manson show, I got the bassist's pick and I got a fucking set list. And I'm like, I want to sell this shit. Fuck yeah right. <laughs> fuck these pieces of shit. But it was so weird. Then I stayed until fucking. Five o'clock in the morning. I clocked in at nine fifty-five in the morning. The next day, I clock out at five o'clock in the morning. I had to bring five hundred chairs up. It was me and like two other guys. One of them was fucking security. He's just Shit. like he's like everyone fucking left you guys. I can't just leave you guys. It was yeah, right. so fucking nice. But I gotta say the I felt bad for the road crew of Marilyn Manson because you could tell like they were just so beaten down at that point. Sure, and they're just tired of his of his hijinks. I guess is a good is a good term, but. It was so made up for by the road by the road crew of everybody else. Uh, New Year's Day, their drummer's a bit of an asshole, um, just because how he was how after he played he was treating people. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. There was more shit that happened that isn't anybody's fault. It was just miscommunications here and there, and we all we all talked about that afterwards. We have some conflict resolution now in, in Rapids, which apparently they used to not have. So they would just be like, right. "Fuck these assholes!" You know, we're gonna fuck their shit up now and. Now it's like, no, we're going to have some conflict resolution. You know, yeah, they, right. we deserve to not be yelled at for shit we didn't do. They deserve to not have their shit lost and we call it a day. But um, yeah, so all day Sunday and um, Monday, I just didn't move I, I because I was so fucking shot. But now uh, we've, we've run into um, the Joe Knows Jack segment. So when we come back from that, we will we talk will about movies. Resident yes. Evil 2. Yes. But first, we're going to play another fucking song from my band. Didn't we just do this like two weeks ago? Probably. So I want to hear... A well, see, because I got confused. I put February on that flyer for the for the Francesca yeah. thing. And I'm like, oh shit, I got to promote this thing. <laughs> so uh, I want to hear uh, Go Up. Uh, are there any more? There's all of them. What, okay, what yeah. al- tell me the album and we'll go from there. Uh, oh, yeah, the stand. It's off the stand. Off the stand. All right. I have a physical copy of that in my house. Yes, you do. You should need. You need the other one though. Um, <laughs> damn it. Um, it's off the other one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just know the fucking songs. I don't know what out. Yeah, it's Shadow of the Silence. All right, Shadow of the Silence. Um, it's a song that I'm still having trouble fucking learning how to play. Uh, it's Speak because it's sort of acousticy. All so right. It's really not, but it's sort of acousticy. And this is Speak off of Shatter the Silence from my band, Breaking Solace, that you can see March 21st and March 31st. Yes! Oh, Western New York Radio, the Think So Joe Show!
on the Think So Joe Show, the Brian No Show, <laughs> on all West New I, York radio. I figured I would give you that opportunity to uh, outro your band song and, uh, and bring, us, it. bring us back into the into the uh, show here and into the next segment. The next segment is Joe Knows Jack. Joe knows everything there is to know about music, which we all know isn't actually true. Joe knows nothing about anything. <laughs> um, but I just he, listened to Bob Dylan for the first time. Like, like actually sat down to listen to Bob Dylan. Like, I've heard Bob Dylan, but I just actually, like, sat down, like, you know what? I want to listen to Bob Dylan. Listen to his Greatest Hits Volume 1. That's really good. I just, I got the, I got this thing here, so all I have to do is tell it to play Bob Dylan, and it will just shuffle songs. Okay. And it will, it'll generally start with, like, a more, you know, some of the more popular songs and go from there. But what did you think of Bob Dylan, though? I, I enjoyed it. I don't, uh, he gets, he gets kind of a bad rap. Well, (laughs) I think, I think the problem is, is, like, you can't just keep listening to his songs if, for me, Bob Dylan's like a lot of people feel the same way about him as they do Axl Rose. The voice kills it. Sure, I see. I I, I can understand that. I think a lot of the songs that I heard last night didn't really have that whole like <clears throat> right that whole like Bob Dylan stereotypical. Like I've heard Bob Dylan songs that sound like that. It's blowing in the wind. But I, the songs I listened to last night, I didn't hear that. I didn't feel it was just like this is actually really good. Yeah, and, and and I'm surprised that I never really sat down to listen to it before. It was just something was like something just clicked where I'm like, you know what? I want to listen to Bob Dylan. Well, he's a he's a great um, he's a great lyricist. And another one for you is Woody Guthrie. If you ever sure, if you ever want to listen to a really great lyricist um, who's actually a better singer than Bob Dylan, check check out Woody Guthrie. He's the uh, he's the guy that wrote "This Guitar Kills Fascists." Okay, on uh, on his guitar and stuff like that. Um, but to get back into it, uh, sure. Joe goes, I don't, I know nothing about movies cause all I do is watch Simpsons and wrestling, <laughs> which, um, so we've tried to open his mind. We're going on the resident evil because it's, it's a video game. We were going to do video game movies, but we were, we've been doing the series so much. I'm like, well, we'll do the, the video game <laughs> series of, of resident evil, which isn't very video gamey. <laughs> um, it has every movie has like a little bit of the video game in it, sure. but really like has nothing to do with the video game. Um, but this, uh, you did Resident Evil One, and now this one was Resident Evil Two Apocalypse. What did you think of Resident Evil Apocalypse? Basically, the same thing I thought of Resident Evil One. Like, hey, let's do a zombie movie. <laughs> um, and and, and uh, at one point. Uh, the the main character gets into a fight with the uh, with the nemesis. Uh, yeah, there's a plane flying overhead. That's what the noise is in the background. If anybody's actually listening, uh, <laughs> but she gets in a fight with the uh, with the with the nemesis guy. She realizes who he is, and so she doesn't want to kill him. And the guy goes, "Finish him!" And I'm like, "No, you're in the wrong fucking video game." <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> you're in the wrong video game. If I want to see finish him, I'll watch Mortal Kombat. Ugh, why would you watch? Because Mortal Kombat is the best video game movie ever made. Thank you. Uh, I love the Johnny Cage Scorpion fight. And Johnny Cage is up on the upper level. He's like, get down here! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, uh... Straightforward zombie movie. It was, uh... You know. It was what it was. It wasn't bad. I'm not gonna, you know, give it a negative marks. But I don't... You know, it's not something that I'm just like, ooh, I gotta see that again. See, like, you are you say it's a straightforward zombie movie, but when I think of zombie movies, I think horror sure. or thriller. And, uh, thriller. Um, but... It's more of a sci-fi kind of... Well, it's more like a sci-fi, just 
action film. Like like that's sure. Like the first one had more of that zombie horror thing, but as you as you go on, it's more just an action flick. Sure. That has zombies in it. Yeah. So as you keep going on, I think that's what you're gonna notice. Um I never said they were great. I just think they're they're okay movies. And as so and, far you're like, yeah, they're okay. And you throw in the uh token black guy in this one. Oh LJ. Yeah. LJ. yeah, and he's in the next one too. Like why why aren't we taking off? Because I usually drive a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's also in uh some of the Friday movies. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a I have seen bits and pieces of those. He's got nice guns though. Yeah. He's got like he's, he's got, got the gold guns. He has got gold desert eagles. Which <laughs> if anyone has ever carried a desert eagle, it's like it's five pounds. <laughs> so and it's funny because um a friend of mine was talking to somebody else and he goes, If you ever want a desert eagle, just Get a, go to the store, get a get a uh, a five pound bag of flour and hold and hold it straight out for a minute. And if you don't have any trouble, then you can get the gun. And he's just like that's fucking stupid. The guy goes apparently was at the store and he thought about it. He's like, oh, let me get it. And he came back. He's like, yeah, I got a Glock instead. <laughs> so, which is just sort of fun because it's fucking five pounds, and then you got to sure. hold it steady while you're shooting. I, I guess you don't have to hold it steady while you're shooting. Just talk to most police officers nowadays. <sighs> but um. Yeah, so the next one is uh, Resident Evil Extinction, I believe. And uh, it's weird because it's all, like, this one was, like, all in the dark, and the next one's, like, all in the light. Okay. Yeah, it's really, it's really fucking weird. But, uh, yeah, I think you're gonna think this one's okay, too. I don't think you're gonna be, like, I don't think your life's gonna be changed by it. <laughs> but No, I wouldn't think so, either. I, uh, it, it's just, you know, they've been okay movies like they haven't put me to sleep or nothing so that's a good sign like unlike those last couple of star trek movies <laughs> they haven't put me to sleep i mean i was and i watched this movie at like you know when were we talking last night like two in the morning or something right and i'm yeah. like i'm gonna go watch this movie now yeah because uh you got a hold of me about the flyers for the uh for the for the 21st next month and uh, i was like yeah what what what's supposed to be on them because we haven't had this conversation <laughs> yeah i've been doing so little with shows and i'm like well let me let me go from show one to show two and you already have the march 31st show taken care of yeah so i was like okay let me do the march 21st show which uh we'll be selling the march 31st show tickets at that show so. sure boom diggy so um and then, like, when I'm done with you, then it's, like, then I have to actually work on all the other shows. Because, like, <laughs> no one's promoting anything the way they said they were going to promote, so. See, I mean, you, you could be, like, XM Priory and just book all your shit through me. <laughs> okay, not all your shit. Yeah, they don't book everything. Through they you. don't book everything through me. They got Doyle uh, coming up next week. <laughs> that's uh, not through me. Yeah, that's through the guy that uh, booked The Rapist. Oh, God. <laughs> Are we going to talk? I guess we're talking about this now. Um, well, while I was talking before, I was like, God, what do we talk about now? But, um, I mean, if that, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. That's, well, uh, I mean, for the music productions, um, yeah, they booked, uh, Blood on the Dance Floor. And it's funny because right, right when they booked Blood on the Dance can, Floor. Can we preface this at least by saying that neither one of us think Greg is a bad guy? No, I don't think Greg's a bad guy okay. at all. So, uh, it was, I just, I thought it was funny because, uh, he first posted like a picture of the guy who... Who, um... Diddle's kids? Diddle's kids. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to... Just cut to it, But he promoted it, and he's just like, in 24 hours, there'll be an announcement that shows this guy. I'm like, okay. And, like, no one said anything. Mm -hmm. No, I, there were a couple of people like, to put on a dance floor, yeah, blah, blah. And I, like, I knew... So, 
But it's it's funny because like I'm like, oh, good for him. Like that's what I first thought. Because I forgot because it like all these allegations happened like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. So I just forgot. And I was just like, oh, good for him. He's fine. He's getting like a newer band. Because, mm-hmm. you know, instead of Saliva from 1999, yeah. <laughs> he's getting a band that was sort of big in the uh, in the MySpace era. Sure. Know? So he's working his way up. And I'm like, oh, good for him, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I was like, I was doing something like later on the next day. I'm like, didn't that guy like touch children or something? So oh. you had mentioned to me that he that Blood on the Dance Floor were coming. And I didn't think anything of it because I like I'm oblivious to this. I I found out because uh, Adam from the Long Cold Dark was like posting on Facebook talking about, well, you know, this this guy does this shit and you're bringing him to this fucking you're bringing him here and what the fuck you know and um you know not to throw Adam under the bus because he's certainly not the only one, uh, but his was the one that I noticed and was like oh I didn't know about this so I Googled uh you know blood on the dance floor accusations and I you know I see all this stuff about. Uh, you know him and uh, you know him he, and underage children. Well, he, we say underage children. I, we, well, not children. Let's, well, let's preface okay. it to be to say it was fifteen to seventeen year old girls. Oh, they're underage, but they're not children. Yes. Okay. I'm I, not I, saying I, I'm not saying that's right. I just you know, but he a guy, but, that, but, but, a guy but, that sticks his finger in like a three year old's ass is different than a guy that sticks his finger in a fifteen year old girl's ass. Sure. In in my opinion, especially, I, I won't disagree with you on especially because in many states. The, the the age of consent is 13 years old. Sure. So, Kentucky. I just so, want to state for the record. You can marry a girl in Kentucky at <laughs> nine years old. So, uh, this is how I find out about all this controversy and everything. And then I start seeing other people posting, like, you know, what the fuck is wrong with For the Music promotions for bringing this band to town? Is it promotions or productions? Productions, whatever. Oh, whichever. I, I don't you know. I, I don't know. Either way, FTMP. Whatever the P stands for. You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. Anyway. For the music, pussies. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then the next thing I see about this is the uh, post from Greg announcing that he canceled the show. And so I go, I go through the comments, and the dude from Blood on the Dance Floor is commenting on Greg's post. Oh, was he really? He, uh, he commented what they had posted on their Facebook, which was basically... They were looking forward to announcing their tour and then found out through Facebook that the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, what, uh, Buffalo, it was, it was Tanawana, it was Stamps, yeah. that they, they found out that that show was canceled through Facebook by, by seeing it in Greg's, you know, FTMP's post. That's pretty shitty. Uh, sure. But, so this guy, you know, then everybody sees that this guy had commented and now all these people are jumping all over this guy. And they're saying, you know, well, you're, you know, we don't want you here because you, you know, you diddle children, basically. Um, And he's like, yeah, I've never been convicted of anything and puts up uh, like a police report, you know, a picture of a police report. Uh, And then he puts up this video where uh, he's, you know, clearing the air. Right. And he's like, he's like talking about a 14 year old girl. And then he's like, yeah, you know, it was just a blowjob officer. Like, whoa! So you're literally just admitting this shit in this video and you're trying to defend yourself by posting this here? What the fuck, dude? So, I mean... You know, I'm really glad that Greg had the sense to, uh, you know, call this off. I don't know, I I don't want to say he, you know, I don't think he, I don't know if he went about it the right way. 
You know what I mean? I think he should at least have contacted them and been like, look, people people are really up in arms about this and it's not a good business decision for me to go forward with this. Or something along those lines. Or it's blood on the dance floor. Who the fuck cares? Just cancel it on them without telling them. Let them show up at Stamps one night when a local band's playing. <laughs> you know? Um, I should find out what date that is. I should book Stamps for that. <laughs> anyway. No, I'm, uh, anyway. Um, but He's going to. Yeah, but, but serious. I mean, like... I, I felt like because basically his co- his initial comment was the post on the blood on the on the dance floor page. I really like I was this close to going on their page, commenting on their post and saying, you know, when I heard blood on the dance floor was coming, I didn't really hear anybody say, dude, blood on the dance floor is coming. I've heard, dude, what the fuck is blood on the dance floor coming here for? <laughs> Why the fuck would FTPM, FTMP events book this? And I, you know, like, but kudos to Greg for realizing that it was a bad idea and getting it off of his books. You know what I mean? And, you know, whether or not you agree with the way he did it um, or him bringing them here in the first place. Irrelevant. I just you know I, mean? I can't just, believe the the vehement hatred that some people showed him. Like, I agree. People I've never fucking heard of who have never that have I've. You go on their page and they never talk about going to any shows at all. Sure. Like any shows at all. And like, dog, Greg's a piece of shit and he needs to know better. It's like, listen, dude, <laughs> as a promoter, you can't know every fucking yeah. thing. You can't. I've, I've definitely had my, you know, my issues with Greg, and I, but I love the guy to death. He's such a nice guy. He's a good guy. He's a good hearted guy. And I honestly, I, you know, I believe that if he knew he wouldn't have booked them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody would be like, oh, I need to book this this rapist. Now, here's the thing. Like, I checked their Wikipedia page the other day. Yeah, I was on there, too. And the weird thing is they actually, like, the the guy that was in the band the longest with him, because they've gone through fucking members like, like fucking water. Um, The guy stayed until, like, 2016. So, like, he was with this guy while he was getting, you know, rape accusations thrown at him. Mm-hmm. And then... Then he all of a sudden he decided, okay, I'm out. And now the person who's with him is his girlfriend. <sighs> like, because apparently he made a post like, oh yeah, blood on the dance floor, the blood on the dance floor, dance floors, is uh is 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 no more, and I'm gonna do this other project. And he was doing it with his girlfriend, and then he's just like, oh well, I'll just take her, and we'll 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 do blood on the dance floor again. I'm like, <laughs> like what the fuck? And then like they just posted a thing like, this is the last CD that blood on the dance floor will ever release. We'll release it stuff digitally, but. CDs are a dying market, and blah blah blah. It's and, true. Best Buy's not selling them anymore as of uh, uh, yeah, and apparently, March, I think. and apparently Walmart's getting in on it too. Target too, and yet somehow fucking uh, Starbucks still sells them. Yeah, right. Um, Greg, word of advice: Don't book lost profits. <laughs> oh man, definitely do not book. Well, I mean that guy's in jail anyway, but still, lost profits <laughs> came to like montage, and like two months later. That guy got fucking arrested. He came to Montage Music Hall, and then like two months or something like that, because it was like they were just fucking here. Like that's what I thought. I'm like, they're just they were just fucking here. Oh my god! And I love well, that song too. So that their one hit single. So wait, 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 rooftops or the other one? They had two. 
like rooftops was the one they played on like WWE and shit like that. What was the other one? I don't remember what the other I one was. The other one was like bottom of a bottle or something. Like that. No, that was that, that's Smile Empty that's Soul. Smile Empty Soul. <laughs> You've opened one. for them enough times. You should know that. Uh, <laughs> God, he's so fucking high. You can never hear anything. This he's is like, true. In the bottom of a bottle. <laughs> what? Yeah. God, like it smells. Yeah, it smells yeah. like a fucking head shop in in their fucking oh, tour van. I bet. No, the fucked up thing is uh, my one of my cats got his name because of Lost Profits. Oh, got to kill the cat. No, no, no. Well, it was um when they they were doing like the WWE like Desire videos and they did one for like Jeff Hardy. I don't know if it was still Desire at that point, but they did a video for Jeff Hardy and it was uh, Rooftops by Lost Profits was the song. And I found my one cat on the rooftop, so I named him Whisper after Jeff Hardy's uh, signature move, the Whisper in the Wind. Yeah. Uh, so it, it relates to the Lost Prophet song because that's why he got the name. But it's like, once I found out what that guy was doing, like, what the fuck, man? What is wrong with people? Yeah, right. You know? Um, but yeah, like... S- I, speaking of what's wrong with people, we got Wyatt Coin. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why I'm, the hell not? I'm no, so no, bad cool. at it. Uh, it's cool, man. We're going to play a couple of songs by them because they got short songs. So we're going to go... Uh, cool. We're going to do five minutes from them instead of two and a half. Ooh. How's that? I know you yeah, like when uh, I do that. So um, I, like, gonna, I like playing music. We're gonna play. Yeah, we're gonna play a couple of songs from Wyatt Coin. Uh, we're gonna start with this one. It's called "Young and Dumb" on the Think So Joe Show, all WNY Radio.
weight of the dirt on my coffin, it just cannot compare to the weight of my mind on my That song called War Games on all WNY Radio Think So Joe Show. I love me some Wyatt Coin, man. Boom, yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to see them again whenever they uh, get around to getting back here. I know they've had some trouble getting here for a couple of shows, and uh, so, I mean, we'll get them eventually, I'm sure. They are just great. We had them on the show the one time. You remember we did the Skype yep. thing with them, yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I was reading, uh, what was it, the Craigslist Missed Encounters or whatever, yeah. and like, oh shit, that's right, they have a kid there. Casual Encounters. Casual Encounters, yeah, that's what it was. Man, I tell you, I went on, I went on Craigslist today, because I was I did this uh, voiceover webinar last night about uh, like how to find uh, work on LinkedIn. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, and here's my to-do list. It was a, you know, a guy that gets like all these national ads and shit here's my to-do list and it's like check voices.com and check, you know, Fiverr and check, uh, you know, uh, LinkedIn and check it, check Craigslist. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to look at Craigslist. And I looked at the Craigslist, uh, uh, like talent section. Yeah. And, uh, it's man, all, it's all foot jobs and shit. There are a lot of dudes looking to get women naked. Yep. <laughs> like that's, that's all I found on there was just like, you know, we need we we need naked models. We need all natural, hairy, naked models. Yep. I'm like I could do that. <laughs> yeah, like I ch I tried that for a while, and there's like there were a couple of like what I do is I just search. I just go to the, the search functions on Craigslist. Yeah. So and I'll put stuff in like voiceover and shit like that. 
And like I've gotten a couple of things, but where I'm like at least a couple ads that made sense. But sure. Like one of them was um uh like a pizza place that was just opening up and they wanted a they wanted like a rock and roll jingle and they wanted this and they're like and they were gonna pay me in pizza. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like it's but it's shit like that. It's like let's barter. I'm like, how about we just get on a payment plan so you can pay me? You know? I mean it's not that hard. Like oh it was like shit like pay me $150 and you can use it for radio and it'll be good for radio and stuff like that. And and they're like, oh, what if we give you like $100 in free pizza? I'm like, no, I don't want Fuck you. Personally, I'd take the $100 in free pizza. Yeah, you would. You would. Wait, $100 and free pizza or $100 in free pizza? In, in free pizza. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, it was just pizza. Yeah. So, uh... No, I would take $100 and free pizza. Yeah, like... I, uh, some of this casual counter stuff's funny. Like this one's virgin looking for an older woman, twenty. <laughs> he just he has not picked up his phone since we've been back from this segment from the from the last music segment, and he just had that pulled up. <laughs> I didn't see you pick up your phone. Hi, I'll try to keep this plain and simple, but I really want to lose my virginity to an older woman, thirty five plus. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but it's one of the reasons I'm still a virgin. I've never really been attracted to anyone my own age and with work and school, and I don't have a lot of contact with older women, so here I am. <laughs> Mark I, is complaining that we neither one of us have ever answered his Craigslist ads. I have, he just didn't know it was me. <laughs> I was trying to catfish him. <laughs> uh, let's see. The most I've ever done was fingered a girl and got a hand job. Figured I'd mention that just so no one thinks I'm good at anything. Like, what what a sell that is! Like, oh yeah. man, I really want I really want to take this kid's virginity. I know he's not gonna, you know, I know I'm not gonna enjoy any of it. Like, looking for milf twenty two. <laughs> like, hey, I'm looking to complete my fantasy of hooking up with a milf. Like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just appreciate that there aren't that many cock shots. Yeah, right. Cock shot. <laughs> the BBW Cougar. Any fifty plus Cougars? Cock shot. Tit play. Cock shot. Cock shot. Jesus yeah. Christ. Black guy. Foot fetish offer. What are you offering? Like oh, I'm that's what's what's the offer? I didn't, is, no, I just deleted him. Uh, he I'm deleted like, it. Okay. Fuck him. Delete! Anyway. Delete! <laughs> so it is Valentine's Day, apparently. Holy crap, it is. We we have not mentioned that at all throughout so, the show. Well, we did it for the uh St. Valentine's Day massacre joke. Oh, we did. That's correct. So, um, uh, just like last week, we didn't mention the Super Bowl until like yeah, <laughs> the yeah. end of the show. So, what did you, um, what did you get your girlfriend for Valentine's Day? I took her to breakfast. Did you? Yeah. Was it a good breakfast? It was a good. breakfast. Did you get her like bloody, bloody heart shaped pancakes? <laughs> no. <laughs> I I just murdered a hobo. Here's a heart. Seneca Seneca Town Restaurant right up the street here on Seneca, but like I I. I knew the place was there, and if I didn't know the place was there, I wouldn't know the place was there. Seneca Town Restaurant. Is that, like, by the Tim Hortons, like, at the end of Seneca? Yeah. If you go up to, like, Seneca and Ridge, it's, like, it's right I, before you get there. I tried going there once, yeah. and they treated me like a fucking leper, and we walked out. Really? Yeah, they treated me like a fucking, like, I was a piece of sh I was wearing, like, a leather jacket and a band shirt, and I was, like, I had just, I had just washed my hair, and I had, like, nice clean jeans on. I don't like I, I don't walk around like Nick from XM Priory. I, I've got a little <laughs> bit of fucking style. So um 
But they like and like Lily was like dressed the fucking nines. We just wanted to go out for dinner and try a new place, and they treat us like piece of shit. I fucking yelled. They were they were, they were great. They've been great to me every time I've been there. Uh, but they were great to us this morning. Well, fuck them. Maybe because it was Valentine's Day. I just went to Chinese food place. I'm like, why is it so busy? Why is it fifteen dollars <laughs> for food? And they're like, it's Valentine's Day special. I'm like, god damn it! I'm all I'm eating is the same stuff that you guys have all the time. We went there at like eleven o'clock, and it was like it, there was us and like I was still sleeping. There was another couple and like uh, an old guy there with his granddaughter or whatever. And it's like okay, cool. Like the place was empty, and it's like, could you imagine if we went to Denny's? Oh yeah. <laughs> like I don't even want to think about how bad Denny's would be, but yeah, and the food was really good. The service was great. Okay, maybe. So maybe I don't we'll know. Try maybe, yeah, maybe you just had a bad day. Your waitress was having a bad day or something. I what don't know. was what was the best Valentine's Day you've ever had? I don't know, man, because I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. But, uh, to be honest with you, like pretend that the person that you're with right now is not listening. What she, was <laughs> she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> today, today was the best Valentine's Day ever. Today was the best Valentine's Day ever because I got to spend it with the best person ever. Anyway, no, well, I, I, I really, broke, I just broke out in hives. It's amazing. I honestly, like, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day, and you could go back and you can see, like, every year, even when I was, like, with my ex, it was just like, fuck this holiday, because why the fuck do I need this holiday? Yeah, fuck this ex. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, fuck. I'm not spending the rest of my life with this whore. <laughs> Come get your fucking mail, anyway. <laughs> so, so the, uh, let's see, for me, the... I don't celebrate Valentine's Day at all. Um, I don't really, we don't really celebrate birthdays, we don't really celebrate holidays in my household, sure. so... Um, but so in saying that, like, like the best ever where it was actually a Valentine's Day thing, my, uh, my girlfriend when I was in high school, who I ended up marrying and she was, became a succubus, um, <laughs> she got me this bag that had some candy in there that I liked. Yeah, had, you get rid of a succubus by singing their favorite song backward or something, right? Yeah, Is yeah. It, I learned that on South Park. So, uh, and then she, in the, in the same bag, it was two peach snapples and then she bought me Chinese food and then we sat on my floor because for some reason I never ate on my bed at the time. I was sat, I sat on my floor in my bedroom and we watched a movie and I ate Chinese food and that was like really nice. And then, um, she became a bitch. So, <laughs> but like when it comes to actual Valentine's days, like that, I, I don't really celebrate Like, I don't, I don't understand why so many people celebrate valentine's day because it's dude we, we went to rite aid earlier um and i was walking about, they had these like giant fucking teddy bears right yeah do you know how much these things cost like 30 bucks no wow. they cost they were 69.99 wow like who the fuck has 70 bucks to spend on a fucking teddy bear well i'll tell you this right now my you know what i do celebrate february 15th yeah because everything's on fucking sale. This is true, yeah. I, I, Cheap candy day. I love, I absolutely love... Uh, you get that bear for 30 bucks tomorrow. Well, I just, <laughs> I, I just love, uh, what is it, the uh, chocolate-covered marshmallows. I love freezing them and eating them, so... And they're like, they're like... I went to the store the other day, and it was like four for a dollar, so now it's going to be like all of them for a dollar tomorrow, so I'll be going tomorrow. Right. <laughs> so, but that That is a good thing, yeah. But yeah, Valentine's Day just isn't really. I, I never really celebrated it. And no. when and most of the times, I most of the time when I was married, it was just like you know, Happy Valentine's Day. And I don't really believe in cards because like I hate giving cards to people because they just fucking throw them away. So, so I keep cards, but they're in like a box somewhere. And yeah. I'm like what? Like I. So like yeah, I'm not a big fan. I of, tell people that if they're gonna get me a card, 
get me a card and don't write it in it at all. And they go, why? I'm like, so I can re-gift it later. Yeah, right. And like, that's a horrible thing to do. I'm like, well, or I throw it out and they go, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, because that's, that's all you I, fucking do. I'm not a fan of cards, really, because like, I end up with them and I'm like, what the fuck do I do with these? Like, the, the best thing about a card is like, is there money in here? Oh, there is. Good. <laughs> I could use five bucks, you know, or what the fuck ever. My mom always gives me cards for like birthday, Christmas, whatever. You know what I mean? And there's always money in it. So it's always like, okay, cool. You know, my grandma will give me. Yes, you can borrow money for cheap chocolate day, Karina. See, cheap chocolate day. <laughs> Boom. Anyway, no, it's so like, but my grandma will like give me a card and there'll be a check in it. And I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. And then like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this card? I'll put it on display for like a week. Well, like, and that's like a lot of people do, like, especially in the holidays. So, like, a lot of people have, you know, like, um, what the fuck's it called? A mantle. There we go. Yeah, right. like a, They have like a mantle. So, like, you have a mantle. Yeah. So we have a mantle with this shit on it. And it's in a different different room. So yeah, right. Like it's like okay, uh, what what do I, what do I do with this thing? Like most people just set it up for like a couple of weeks and then they throw it the fuck away. So, like I don't know many people that are like, oh man, I gotta keep this car and I gotta I gotta keep this car. Like and then there's some people that are like I gotta keep everything because one day this person's gonna die. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, but listen, I'm ne- no one, no one. I've never been like. So and so died. Man, I wish I kept that Christmas card that they sent the two hundred. Yeah, right. <laughs> like my great grandmother died, and it fucking broke my heart. And I wasn't like, God, you know, I just wish I had that card from her. Like, no, like I was. Uh, maybe no, you got maybe the memories, different. man. Like Jesus Christ, Karina. yeah. <laughs> you got the memories. What the fuck do you need the card for? Well, and that's I mean, the, like, and, and and that's what I'm doing with like concerts lately. I'm like, I don't need to buy a concert T-shirt because I was like, I want a concert T-shirt. It's got to have the dates in the back. And, that's how I used to be too, and that's how I used to be. And like as I got older, I'm like, you know, especially because now things are so expensive. It's sure. like spent, you know, spend a hundred dollars on a fucking ticket for nosebleed seats, and then it's like, ah, uh, I can't afford the fifty dollars for a fucking shirt now. I wanted to buy a shirt at Metallica last year just because it was like, okay, this is like, you know, this is my first time in in uh, you know, essentially Boston, and um, you know, like, and I'm at a. This is my first time going to a concert outside of new york state in the states and like i kind of really want to you know i want a t-shirt and i didn't like any of the t-shirts that had the dates on them so i didn't buy it <laughs> well like I, there was a foo fighters t-shirt that i bought it when they came here because it was the first time ever in buffalo and i bought it but it didn't fit me when i bought it because they didn't have any double xls they only had an extra large yeah so like i started cleaning up my closet the other day which for the record i have more band local band shirts um then i do famous band t-shirts i just fa- i just found that out i counted everything mine are about even but i got rid of like like my blink one t-shirt when they reunited and did the um the did the blink one two um reunion tour i um I, it's in a bag that's probably gonna go to the thrift, thrift store because it's like a, it's a, an extra large it doesn't fucking fit me and yeah and it's just like, and I look at this shit, and I'm like, well, that's great. And everyone's just like, oh, make pillows or do something like that. I'm like, well, that's a good idea, but mm-hmm. but I'll probably, like, maybe I'll make, like, a quilt or something with all my concert tees. That sounds sure. like a good idea. But yeah. I'm still just like, what the? It just sucks, and I, like, spend all this. It's going to be, like, the most expensive quilt ever. <laughs> oh, excuse me. This fucking Chinese food. My God. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I, I've got a drawer of all band t-shirts. Half are local bands and half are national bands. Which, and then, like, the drawer below that is, like, three-quarters wrestling t-shirts. It's like, okay, great. 
Yeah, what, what killed me is I, I grabbed my Clockwork Orange Tour Raven shirt from 2005, I think it was. Yeah. When I saw him at um, NYWC in uh, Mikey Whipwreck's thing. And he, he signed it and stuff, but I wore it because I love the shirt so much. Yeah, right. So like, he washed a couple times, the signature goes away. So I'm just like, oh, well, the fuck am I going to do with this? And there's so many holes in it. I'm like, I guess I'm just going to throw this away. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> Because it's it's not worth keeping, and like that's that's my problem. Like a lot of these just aren't worth. Well, that was the thing I was going through t-shirts uh, not too long ago myself in Korea. Had said like, oh, if you ever want to get rid of like a t-shirt, you know, and then like, I don't know if she wanted to make like uh, like put them in frames or whatever, but it was like, I was like, no, I don't get rid of t-shirts. And then I came across my Nine Inch Nails tour shirt from two thousand. Like you know what, the, the, this this one's retired here. <laughs> you know, like. Nice. It was so like there's so many holes in that shirt and just like yeah it's it, it's got to go it's time is up yeah like I got a uh, an Alice Cooper shirt because Alice Cooper had the same shirts for three years in a row <laughs> because we saw him I saw him at um, Canal Side yeah with Anvil then I saw him the next year with Iron Maiden and right. then I saw him the next year with you with Marilyn Manson. <laughs> and he had the same shirts. That was the show where the uh, where the security guard was making fun of your Limp Biscuit shirt. Yes, yes. Which <laughs> I just found. I was gonna wear it today, but uh, this was the first thing I, I grabbed. So, but um, but that's the thing. Like, I'm like, I have too many fucking shirts now, especially because I was used to having so many shirts growing up because I never I never did laundry. Yeah. So I wore the same pair of pants for like a fucking week, and I didn't sweat balls like I do now. Your so, Guns and Roses shirt I'm wearing now is probably the last one I actually bought at like Spencer's or Hot Topic. That's a nice shirt, actually. It is, and I wore the last time I wore this was when I saw them the first time. Okay. Because this shirt's like super long. Yeah, I um I got this when I was on tour in like uh North Carolina with Ellie. I needed a sh- I needed a shirt, and we like we had we had an off day, and we were celebrating because we um. We had hit the top 40 billboard charts. So I was like, okay, well, what am I going to, you know, let's go hang out at the mall because I'm a mall rat. So <laughs> let's go hang at the mall and go go eat at the mall and shit like that. And then, um, like, uh, Ashley really liked shopping. So we were just in this store. I think it was like H&M or some shit. Yeah. And they had, like, Metallica shirts and they had this and this Motorhead shirt. And, and it was already pre-shrunk and, like, beaten to piss. And I was like, so it looks like a shirt from the 70s. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So, and, and Ash was like, yeah, why don't you get it? I'm like, I don't really have the money. And she's just like, okay. And then she bought it and she's like, you can pay me back. And then I was like, okay. And then we went to Hot Topic and she bought something at Hot Topic and we're like, yeah, you get something half off. And I'm like, okay. She's like, why don't you pick that belt out? That belt looks good. And belts are, it takes a while for me to, because I'm like a weird size, because they have all these cool belts that go up to size 40 and then like everything else is like garbage. <laughs> So, and this was, I was a size 42 when I got the belt and the belt, like it is really nice. And so she's like, I'll buy that for you too. And you just pay me back. And then we got back from the tour and she just took everything out of the band account. I was like, fucking bitch. <laughs> like, but, but I got the, I got those two things. That was, that was the, that's the best thing that come out of me going on tour with Lost Elysium was I got a, a really cool motorhead shirt, a really cool belt. <laughs> but yeah, like I, it was weird buying this at a store because yeah, right. Like the first the first band shirt I ever bought was at a hot topic. It was a Nirvana shirt. It was white. And his uh his journals were just coming out or just came out. So um it looked it was white and it had uh the blue lines like it was a notebook and it had him drawing 
just the faces of the band, him, Chris Neveselic, and, and Dave Grohl, which is actually in his journals. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, this thing's really great. And I fucking wore that until it was just a tattered mess. And someone, either my mom or my wife, threw it away, and I can't remember who. So my first band shirt was a Metallica tour shirt from 1996-97 uh, when they were touring on uh, touring in support of Load. Uh, and it it was like a picture of them from like the uh, liner notes, and on the back it had all the tour dates. And on the bottom it says "On the Load Again" ninety six ninety seven, and um, that shirt's long gone. That was one of the shirts that vanished during my first divorce. Yeah. Um, my second band shirt was I bought a Metallica "Ride the Lightning" shirt at the Super Flea, which is now a Walmart. Um, I hate that fucking Walmart, too. Yeah. Fucking um, hate it. So I bought that shirt at the Super Flea, and then I ripped it playing hockey, like, a week later. And my grandma, like, sewed it, so there's, like, a rip, like, right in the front. And just, like, it's stitched up, but I wore the fuck out of that shirt, and that's another one that disappeared during my first divorce. So. Yeah, my second shirt was uh, Limp Biscuit. On the front was the red hat. But uh, it was the back of the red hat, but instead of, like, the little um, Major League Baseball insignia, it was... It's the Fred Durst guy, it yeah. It was the Fred Durst guy. Yeah, I had that shirt. And it's uh, it's hanging on top... It's, like, right on... Landing on top of a microphone, and then on the back, it just said Limp Bizkit on it. Yeah, I had that shirt. Yeah, and uh, it, was a, it was a great <laughs> shirt. I wore that to, to, to Tatters, too, and that one I ended up just throwing away, because it was, like... I threw that away the night after I got the Limp Bizkit shirt I have now. Which nice. Was the, which was the, sh- the the tour shirt, but they didn't actually have, uh, they didn't have the tour dates. They didn't have any tour dates on any of their shit. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I went to Fozzie, like, you texted me before, and you're like, you want this shirt. Uh, I think it was Fozzie. It might have been something else, but it, I'm pretty sure it was Fozzie. You're like, you want this shirt. And I got there, and I'm like, what shirt are you even talking about? It's a skull with headphones. I'm like, yeah, that's that's kind of cool, but I'm not spending that kind of money tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was Fozzie. Because I was still trying to figure out how I was getting into Steel Panther the next night. I got you in. You did. Got you, you for free, right? You did, yeah. Like, you, you were uh, you were gonna sneak me in. You told me so. <laughs> yeah, you're the you're the only person that I've been able to get in for free so far. Nice. So yeah, I um I had a I have people like like the Manson show was fucking terrible. Oh, I, I had, bet. I had about a dozen people. people I had people that, asking me, "Can I get them in for free?" And I'm like, I. No, I can't even get myself into this show. Yeah, it was just like, oh, can you get me in for? I'm like, you want to take my fucking spot? Like, I have people day of the show. I'm like, fuck you! I don't fucking want to be here. You can't be here either. <laughs> like, I turned into the road crew. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, just get me fired. I don't care anymore. Yeah, like, I just, I just, I really didn't give a shit about that show, and I am so glad I made the decisions that I made in buying Kill Thrax and Weird Al Yankovic tickets. <laughs> yeah, I still gotta get you fucking Weird Al tickets, but I'm getting, I'm getting money. Um. Monday because yeah. I'm selling. Anybody wants a guitar? I'm apparently selling all of my guitars during my Lost Elysium phase. So, so. You, you you saw the Scarecrow show at some point uh, <laughs> since <laughs> since we talked about them earlier, and now you're selling all your guitars. Well, it's <laughs> I have this thing where I'm just like, I'm looking at these and I'm going, I'm just not playing them the way I wanted to. And it's funny because the guitars I bought, I bought specifically to sell when I was in Long Island. And it, there's like the Les Paul I'm, I'm about to sell. It's a triple A flame top. There, it's a studio which makes it special because there are a lot of studios that have a triple A flame top. And I, um, I hate Les Pauls. Always did. They're so fucking heavy for me. And this thing's not that heavy. It was made in 2012 or 2013, but it's not a chambered body. Um, but it's still light and it sounds fantastic. 
Nice. Like I put that on, and for some reason, every time I, I the first thing I play is fucking Paradise City. Like, like I just every fucking time, and nice. and it sounds so fucking like I I remember I was like, guys, we got to play Paradise City. Why? I got a guitar now, so I got a guitar that sounds just like Slash. But um, I love Lost Elysium. I'm like, I don't fucking play this. And even when I was in Lost Elysium, I was like, I got all these hollow bodies. I I don't really want to play these live, and and that this that and the other thing. And now I'm like, well, I'm not gonna play them live. I in these six months or eight months or whatever that I've been gone from Lost Elysium, I had played them maybe once or twice. Sure. Like uh, the CPR covers I, I did, um, Fortunate Son, I did the solos with that. Everything else was the Telecaster, like all the rhythm tracks. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I don't need that. And I think I want another PRS, so and I can get a PRS for like five or $600 since I'm endorsed by them. So Christ. I'll take the other half and pay all my debts to everybody. So. Yeah, right. Let's get into some music, because it's like the end of the Think So Joe show. It is the end of the Think So Joe show. This band is playing February 22nd in Rochester at Funkin' Waffles. Yeah. Uh, February 23rd at Nietzsche's. And I just booked them for a show in April at Tudor, so uh, uh, you can catch them there if you miss these two shows. Uh, this is the Rust Belt Brigade, and this song is called Low Bridge, Erie Canal. We'll see you next week on the Think So Joe Peace. show.